I'm Oz and this is Jake. Hello. I've successfully converted my dorm room into a space capsule, so I'll be expecting my Oscar any day now. You're in the damn woods. Welcome to the Damn Woods Monday Media Podcast. It's your boys, Jake and Oz, and special guest, Trev. Hey, how are you? Fucking pretty is good, that, man. Is that a is that a Maryland accent? A Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> like that's what I, that's how it's fucking spelled. Do I also have I forget it's a state a lot of the time? I just pronounce it Delaware. It's fine. <laughs> you see, that's funny because even living this close to Delaware, I also forget Delaware exists. Well, so, it, I don't know him. how. <laughs> this is now this is now officially a Delaware hate podcast. Look, every every day where I'm from is Delaware hate day. <laughs> 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 Gotta take those motherfuckers down away. <laughs> you thinking you're but, fucking cool? <laughs> you got mentioned in Wayne's World? You think you tough? <laughs> Delaware, uh, retire, bitch. We're, we're off to an extremely strong start here. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the podcast. If you're from Delaware, <laughs> stop listening. Thank you. <laughs> no, no people from Delaware allowed. Um, <laughs> oh, man. We're still shocked people outside Alaska. Like honestly, listen to this. So yeah, we've gotten to the point where our principal traffic numbers are not from Alaska, which is weird. It's I mean, it's been that way for like two years, but it's also like continues to be strange. Whenever we get Alaskan listeners, I'm like, wait, (laughs) I'm not 100 percent sure that life can survive like (laughs) south of Anchorage or in Anchorage for that. Not easy. Oh yeah, it's not (laughs) easy. I mean, I'm saying this from Seattle, so I'm full of shit. Like, oh, that's right. There's a yeah. lot of people here, actually. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, Trev, if you're not familiar, is of the group of people slash the director of some of our favorite peculiar short films. It's true. They call it. him Longshot, uh, the more recent Lynn Trousseau. What's, yes, uh, what's the name of your guys' studio again? Uh, Cheap Thrills Films. Well, Cheap Thrills. That's like the group of um, the group of five of us that work together. So uh, we're like we're like the Monty Python of shitty movies. I like to say. Basically. Nice. <laughs> is that is that fair? Uh, I mean, we're we're like we're we're a small group of people that work together, and uh, Cheap Thrills Films is our 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 troop essentially. That is nice. us. I see you've done your homework. I appreciate that. Oh no, I mean yeah, I'm definitely. I'm definitely paying full attention here. I've not been <laughs> uh, leveling a shaman for the past two hours. No, not um, at all. <laughs> but uh, I, I did know that at some point. I promise. Um, yeah. We've read about. Yeah, things. we've read. We we watched Lintrusa, which is a delight. That That's, is a fun, fun movie. I appreciate that so much because I mean, you were saying before how you guys were surprised about people outside of Alaska listening to your podcast. I mean, I'm I and all of us in our in our group are surprised that anyone out of our immediate family has seen any of our movies. <laughs> it's one of those things that well, I mean, I, admittedly our moms were like the first people to like our Facebook page. Hell so yeah. there's that. You know, I that's going to happen. Think, I do not think my mom has ever listened to an episode, which is good. I can tell <laughs> you my mom has listened to a few episodes, but only Woo! you know, only about <laughs> 
only only the episodes that you guys have talked about uh, well, okay. my movies. That, sure. makes, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she not like trying like a to slide listener, into our DMs or anything. That's I'll, right. Yeah, I'll let you know when she becomes a regular listener. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but Jesus. Anyway, uh, so how did you meet up with this uh, with your group with the rest of Cheap Thrills? Um, well, actually, the way the way I see it, if you're um, if you're an independent filmmaker, the only way that you're going to get people to act in your movies for free is if you've known them your entire life, and that was exactly the case. I've known these guys since I was like six years old, probably like first grade. I've been friends with all of them, and so basically, when I say let's do a movie, they're just like, "Fuck yeah, dude." Let's do it. <laughs> just, just know well enough. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, they're like, okay, well, you know, I had some plans this winter, but I guess not now. But no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no. I was but... gonna try to get something real done, but oh, all right, all right. Trev. I guess I'll, I guess I'll put on this painter's jumpsuit and dive into this freezing cold ocean for you, buddy. <laughs> and then, and then get get the flu for the next week. Yeah, dude, I'll do that for you. Oh God. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love those guys. Love those guys. But yeah, I've known them, known them my entire life. And um, uh, I know you guys wanted to get Joe on the show too, but he's a real piece of shit. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think <laughs> no. I mean, this fucking guy. Uh, but um, <laughs> edit this out. No, don't leave it in. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned it to him, but uh, he's, I mean, I've I've barely seen a lot of him in a while. Our schedules have changed a lot since we filmed in Trousseau, but to answer your question, sir, yes, I've known these people my entire life, and they're some of my best friends. They're like brothers to me, so. <laughs> perfectly uh, acceptable to call them pieces of shit then, actually. No, I mean, I, I was going to say, what type of friendship would it be if you're not able to do that exactly. fuck this exactly. guy <laughs> <laughs> this fucking dude though oh man love That's him to funny. death and honestly he did really, he really killed the role oh yeah couldn't have oh yeah oh better. god I, I, he he sold the film honestly yeah, like we i was on board thrilled but just the commander ford character was very it's, much a like oh my god this is this is incredible i remember so you guys gushing good. about his performance in um in in long shot sorry had to burp mid sentence. Go ahead and keep that <laughs> in too. Keeping it, keeping it real classy. That's hey, the brand. It's a good brand. These <laughs> barbarians from Maryland on the goddamn show. Oh, oh my well, god! Oh, what was I even saying? He's um. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I remember you guys gushing about his performance in Longshot and um, <laughs> as uh, Cannibal King, which oh, he yeah. also. Ah, yep, yep. He pours himself. I mean, he basically killed himself in Lintruso because the man was got the flu for a week after shooting um, one of our scenes. Like he was down. Not, for the count. not a bit. Like actually, he was like, actually went into bedridden. the ocean. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was submerged, <laughs> and that wasn't a one taker. I'm pretty sure we did that like twice. Oh my so, god. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. That's like Which a I know. Three minutes of standing around. Oh, yeah. on the beach. Oh, yeah. Which I know. It's funny because it was like 60 degrees. I mean, it was like 50 degrees out, which I know for you guys isn't that cold. But it was pretty chilly for us down here. <laughs> I mean, all right? 50 degrees to be like in the ocean, that is <laughs> pretty goddamn cold, actually. Yeah, like, I like, will give you hey, that pal, one. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we did get a lot of cool and um, interesting, interesting looks from... Because 
the waves were pretty they were pretty gnarly that day. So there were people on the beach. That beach was not abandoned that day. And uh <laughs> we we walked onto the beach. I'll never forget we parked our car and Joe Joe strips down to his underwear to get into the spacesuit because he's uh he's a real actor. And so he <laughs> <laughs> he strips down into his underwear to get into his his spacesuit, which is a painter's jumpsuit we bought from Lowe's. And uh, naturally, there's this guy get this guy parks next to us is the surfer guy. He's in his he's in his wetsuit and everything. He's about to go cut some waves, and he uh, he's like, "Hey, what you uh, what you guys doing?" And I was like, "We're we're shooting a movie," and Joe's putting on his um his belt, and he's got his space gun in there. You know, like he wore the whole the whole film, and the guy's like, "Ah, shit, is that real?" And, and I'm like, "No, please don't call the cops on us. <laughs> like, this is not a real weapon. We uh, we had no idea there'd be this many people on the beach today. This was kind of a aftersight, but um, yeah, there were like there were kids watching us, like kids on the beach. They were like oh filming God. a movie. We're like, yeah, dude." <laughs> It was yeah. That's, that's incredible. No, that, that is absolutely the way to just be, just show up. Like, hey, what's up, kids? You want to be in this film? <laughs> was like yelling movie, at them, idiot. <laughs> Come next to the man in a spacesuit. <laughs> He's very sane. He's very insane. Yeah, just <laughs> laughing really loudly on the beach to him. So, honey, don't go next to him. Don't go close to. Stay away, kids. So, he, so was he, that he from the spaceman? Stay away from the spaceman. He's a weirdo. I mean, <laughs> just honestly, I I kind of want Joe to just like. Apparently, he just enter enters rooms the way that he first starts having dialogue with the other characters. Like, Alien beast, just like <laughs> at the top of his lungs as he walks into any any place. Like a McDonald's, <laughs> just screaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh that was that was an incredible intro. I fucking died. The yeah, that was one of the better like <laughs> Commander Ford moments. Oh, he he just oh, yeah, his his range. I basically told him to channel Heston, Charlton Heston for the whole world. Oh, yeah. It became I got very that. evident. I very much got oh, that. Oh good. Yeah, no, that's that's good. That's a good thing. And um so basically, he was like, "How do I how do I channel Heston because he's not he's not really the biggest film guy." Which uh, I mean, his his dad's favorite film is A Million Ways to Die in the West. So if that says anything about him, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I mean he didn't he, he hasn't seen that many Charlton Heston films. So I kind of I showed him some clips, and uh, I was basically basically I said uh, talk loud and with your teeth if that makes any sense. <laughs> I said imagine imagine your teeth are huge, and then talk like that. <laughs> That is an incredibly apt description, and I'm I'm, I'm now like flashing back, you know, because there there was definitely kind of Planet of the Apes being tr- paid tribute to. Oh right yeah, there. of course. And yeah. like whenever he whenever he does the like when he starts yelling, it's like oh yeah, no, he's yelling with his teeth, which is really weird. But all right, <laughs> yeah, just going in on that, doing the Heston, <laughs> the old just, Heston, just do, doing the full Heston, talking uh-huh. about the commies, of mm-hmm. course. Um. <laughs> so uh what are your primary like what's actually i'm not even gonna get the oh, what are your influences but like what's your what's your favorite movie your very favorite oh my very favorite film. um 
Army of Darkness is my all-time Hell favorite yeah. film. That is a good, good pick. That that movie changed my life. And I will, I, I will say that till the day I die. That movie changed my whole perspective on everything. That's I'll remember my, my dad worked at Westinghouse for a numerous amount of years in the 80s in their production, video production department. So he had access to VHS copying machines. And oh. he rented... Oh. A lot of films from <laughs> from the blockbuster, and then proceeded nice. to copy them and keep them for his own viewing pleasure through through work. Man. And I remember finding cleaning out the garage one day, finding a an unmarked tape with a Westinghouse logo on it, and it just said Army of Darkness. And I watched it with him, and he was like, "This is a terrible movie. is really cheesy." And ever since then, I've seen that movie like twice a month. Like I make a point <laughs> to watch it as much as possible. I can quote That's... the lines. Jesus, it's, I that movie is such a huge influence on me, and um, I don't know how many times you've got. I don't know how familiar you guys are are with Army of Darkness. Uh, we had like or, an entire episode dedicated to that trilogy of movies. Yeah, we are I fans. Have, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. Did. Well, I know you're Raimi fans because I know how much uh, all of both of you love the Spider-Man films of his. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and w- most importantly, Dark Man. Yeah, like, that's, that's true. Real, okay, let's dark, be real here. Let's be real. Dark Man <laughs> is probably his magnum opus. But um, <laughs> there, there, uh, there is a scene in the Trusso that is just basically shot for shot my take on uh, the one of the best scenes in Army of Darkness, where Ash Williams is picking out the materials to build his robotic hand with. You guys remember that? that scene? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When he's he's in the blacksmith shop and he's like, "I want that one," and then it zooms in on the uh, the plate mail hand, and then it's them banging on the on the metal and tightening the gears and whatnot. And I did that exact same scene with Commander Ford picking out the suit to wear. Uh, oh, yep. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so that was kind of my little like tribute to Sam Raimi. But I've always, even at even at work, I do the I do the Sam Raimi zooms. Which kind of gets old with my supervisor, but I do that. I do that. I do that a lot. News producer. I'm 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 in television news, and I'm doing Sam Raimi zooms (laughs) on like car accidents and shit. Oh my god! It's real dramatic pants for no reason. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think the way that you move your career to the next level is as you're interviewing somebody. Like for the news, tell them, can you try louder and with more teeth? And with more teeth. <laughs> I just, love it. Just, just go hey, for it. Yeah, have you ever seen Planet of the Apes? Just do that. Yeah. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> just pretend this massive fucking broken cars is the Statue of Liberty on the beach. And just <laughs> oh my feel God. at it. <laughs> if, I can, if I can get a car accident person to kneel on the ground and just scream, why God, in the most overdramatic <laughs> way. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I can retire. I'm pretty yeah, sure. No, like, I'm pretty sure they give me a retirement fund if that happens. Or, no, or at that point, you, like that's maybe when YouTube picks you up and you're like, I am a content creator forever now. Content creator. I was, I was going a whole different direction with it, where that's uh, that's when they make you the anchor. Like you become the news anchor <laughs> now, yeah, that, and you get to deliver the news, and you get to just. Yeah, the whole thing. I can do what Jesus. I want at that point. You're the director <laughs> yeah. too, so if you go out and like film something, then you can tell them, "Yeah, okay, uh, now invert that." <laughs> what? what? This is, this, is a, <laughs> this is a court scene. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't worry. And get about real it. close get, on the judge's face. Get in yeah, there. That's what we really right need. In there. <laughs> oh man. 
I had, they oh, actually when I when I first started, um, people in the studio would make fun of me because well not you know like poke fun of me because I have a particular style because I come from film. I hate news. I hate news. So I come from movies and watching movies and film and filmmaking, and so all my interviews were always framed super weird, like they were framed like like movie like shots like medium shots so like the heads would kind of be cut off and they'd be like dramatic close-ups or you know standard wides and my my buddy at work was like why is is this so like weird looking and i was like i don't know dude looks fine to me and then i'd look at other people's work and i'd be like oh it's extremely different that looks does not look like it should be on tv that's i don't know what that looks like like high school athlete (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god i think i damn it i think i accidentally lit the governor like really dramatically and Hell yeah you did and my supervisor was like why is only half his face lit up and i was like i had him i had him stand next to a I, oh yeah i had him stand next to a window and i turned oh the I, I turned the iris down a little bit and half his face was lit up, and he looked like Two-Face, and it was super dramatic. It was like I was shooting a black and white film, and my and you one of the fucking Citizen Kane, yeah, and one of the uh, Delaware. It was the governor of Delaware, and oh, uh, okay. you're giving him, you're treating him too well. Oh yeah, no, that's true. But then, but the lead anchor was like, he looked really creepy, and I was like, thank you, and they're like, no. <laughs> They're like, no, you can't do that, man. <laughs> oh, God, that's that's incredible. That's so good. Um, oh. <laughs> so I, I guess what 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 were your studies in? Because it sounds like filmmaking, but I don't know. Well, I did. I um, I started a I started a degree in journalism, but then I proceeded to drop out. So I have like news background a little bit, but mostly mostly film. It's mostly film. Mostly. I mean, how long have you been just making movies? Um, like actual movies or just like shitty projects? Well, or, or even just like <clears throat> short films. Like the, the first thing that you were proud of <clears throat> even. First thing I was proud of. Yeah. Well, I... I... <laughs> I, I, you know, well, you know. I don't think hey, I'm proud of anything. Is hey, that, hey, is hey, that hey, what hey, you're hey, going hey, for? I, I, no, but... um. I, well, I would do stop motion work when I was a kid, when I was like 10, like 8, 9, 10. I did a lot of stop motion work with like, you know, like claymation and then a lot with my action figures and stuff. Um, but my first real live action work was probably after I graduated high school with all the same buddies of mine that are in this movie. We did this. Uh, so they all went off to college out of state and I was stuck in town because I didn't take high school seriously, so I didn't get into any colleges, so I went to community college. Nice. And, you know, the huge. And I, I, I absolutely respect that, because that is exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, <laughs> you should be applying to colleges. I'm like, fuck that, they'll take me up, like, just up the hill. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Whatever. so they all go off to, like, New York and these, like, fancy pants, expensive colleges. And uh, I spend my time not doing my homework and instead I started I was like I'm going to teach myself uh, script writing, screenwriting, whatever and so I I just started writing and making things up as I went and we made this like 23 minute long short film called uh, Stalwart Dosh which you can still watch on our YouTube it's real bad, real bad it's real (laughs) bad Um, but it was like a bunch of 18 year olds that were like they came home for winter break and I, I I remember texting them like in the fall semester and I was like, hey, 
uh, I, I wrote this movie and I'd really like for you guys to act in it. And they were all on board. Like they were all down with it. And we, we shot this thing in this 23 minute long short film in two weeks. And it was a fun experience. And that was like the first thing we had a little premiere at my house, like a little party. And, um, we put it on YouTube and it's real bad, but it's, it's like, I wouldn't say it's like good, good, bad, you know, like the room or something, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. It's, it's a nice, nice, quaint, nice, very cozy. It's a cozy movie. Cause it's just a bunch and of young cozy. kids doing their thing. And cozy is deeply underrated. I it's think. True. Very true. Like there's something to be said for films that are just enjoyable to watch. They're not necessarily good. I'd say but, I, I'd say watch it to laugh at. It's that kind of it's that kind of movie. Yeah, like it's a, yeah, and that's yeah, a yeah. good and that's what I'd encourage people to do now. You know, like if you watch it and you're gonna get a little get a little uh, have a little fun with friends, maybe just uh, just put it on. It's a good. I mean that yeah. that is your motivation, right? Like, uh, do you have like some grand drama that you'd really like to do if you had the resources to do it, or is like the kind of tribute comedy? Uh, just kind of style that you do is that what your preferred medium is well i it's funny that you mentioned something um about that you mentioned what i would do <laughs> if i had a, a larger budget yeah why don't, um, we, why don't we just expand on that like if you you know sky's the limit like some some production studios like yeah uh whatever you want to do like we'll we'll back it what is your dream project well i wouldn't well, i wouldn't say a dream project but i do have a project in mind with a budget i actually uh I think maybe a year year ago I wrote a feature like an like Lintruso was technically feature length it was over an hour long whatever but I actually wrote like a hundred page screenplay for like I was like you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna write something because usually when I write I think about how I'm gonna shoot it and so I write based around production but this mm -hmm. one I just went completely off the rails and I was like I'm just gonna write what I want and I wrote like I think it's like 90, 97, 99 pages of screenplay, and it's a World War II film, and um, it's called Beyond All Repair, and I'm beyond proud of how it turned out, and I would love to maybe someday shoot it, but I would probably need a budget of well over ten grand, probably, which in the in in the film world that's like nothing, but I mean we're working off like eight hundred dollars <throat> here, but you know. Right, right. I, w I was gonna say because that seems extremely doable. But then I consider that, you know, your your budget is like, hey, I'll buy you guys pizza. Right. For the most yeah. part. <laughs> uh, that's that's excellent. Um with, with that in mind, so you've yeah. got your you've got your dream project, which is actually very modest. So hey, Hollywood, like Yeah, yeah I feel real. like I'm a it's, I'm a cheap date when it comes to yeah, uh, come when on, it comes like, to movies. Like you know. I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I can make things work. Hook up our boy Trev here. That's that's your coffee money. Like that is just straight up your right. coffee money. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> help the guy out here. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys have next in the pipe, though? Like, just because I know Lintruso kind of like, I wouldn't say it became an ordeal, but I do know you guys had some issues with the release of that, <laughs> and it kind of dragged out. Yeah. So, well, we I mean, wanted... if you guys are taking a break for a while, I totally get it. Well, I'm not because I can't. I can't do that. But it's not in my in my programming to take any kind of breaks or anything like that. But <laughs> fair enough. Um, we yeah. Well, Lintruso. We wanted Lintruso to to come out in last October. I think it was like October 26. Um, 
I think that has something to do with like the Russian Revolution or something, you know, to tie it in with the theme of communism. But right. uh, yeah, and we wanted that to happen, and for various reasons that I probably shouldn't get into, but at legal reasons, we weren't able to release the film until uh, Christmas, and um, I had there's a little bit of falling out between the groups, so I don't think everyone is coming back for our next project, but. Um, we are going to be focusing more on actual shorts. I think in the springtime, I'm getting a team together to work on like a five to seven minute long short film. And, um, they're going to be actual, like, these are going to be legitimate works. I have a cinematographer, I have a DP, I have a sound guy, I have, uh, I'm going to be directing and editing still, but I'll have... Um, actual actors that are training to be actual actors. Like I, I have people in the theater programs that want to be in it. Um, so this one, it's going to be, I'm trying to actually start something. I, I want to say legitimate because I feel like my work is to a, to a point legitimate, but this is like an actual project. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of taking it to the next level. Yeah. You have to, I have to, Lintruso was that step that I needed to take to learn what I what I needed to learn because I felt like I needed to just jump in <clears throat> and make that over an hour long film just to see what would happen, you know? Like throw in a kid who doesn't know how to swim into the pond. Yeah. yeah right. Well, I mean, there, there is absolutely something to be said for that type of learning. Like, that's <clears throat> how I learned. Like, I, uh, that's I recently, how I learned to swim. I was going to, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom just threw me in a gravel pit. Like, fuck that. Actually. Figure yeah. it out, kid. Kind of. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that became unintentionally dark. But, like, no, I, um, I mean, I just recently finished my degree in journalism, and I learned nothing with regard to audio production. Because I just kind of taught myself that. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pick up some right. really cool stuff. And it's like, no, no, I, I pretty much figured it out. Like, I learned more about storytelling. I learned more about writing. That was all really valuable. But, ah, you kind of already got the audio side of things. So there's something to be said for your approach there. For just, all right, let's just see what happens. Let's just do this. And that's generally and my it. approach with most things. Like, since I didn't finish my degree, I kind of, I still needed to make money somehow to fund these film projects, you know. And so, yeah. but I still wanted to do something in my field, so I somehow got hired as a professional videographer somehow, and that's been an entire learning experience in itself. So just learn, just kind of seeing what happens and running with it is kind of how I do things. That's fair. That's pretty much <laughs> actually how we do stuff too. Now that yeah. I think about it, <clears throat> I, that that is actually entirely it. Where <laughs> Jake was like, "Oh, hey, you're in town now." Uh, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, sure. That's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that exactly was pretty it. much it. That was it. You see, that yep. sounds about uh, right. That sounds about how <laughs> how our first short film got started. Hey, you guys are going to be in town for winter winter break. You want to spend that time uh, shooting a movie? Yeah. <laughs> well, All right, what else are we going to do? You know, let's. You, nerd, you nerds want to make a movie? <laughs> Basically. Uh, <laughs> what's up, queers? Get in camera. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Um, I was going to actually note, and this is less of a question, but uh, I think I mentioned it when we did our review slash, like, hey, people, watch this, um, that 
you know, it, you, and you're saying, you know, oh, we're getting like legitimate actors and like blah, 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 blah. Well, I use legitimate loosely. They're, they're students, but they still have more experience than what I've been working with. You know what I mean? Nevertheless, <laughs> I don't think you have anything to gain from them in cinematography because your cinematography in Lintruso was actually spectacular. Like the whole experience was, you know, it's very fun and like has that kind of student film quality to it, but it's, it's excellent and people really throw their heart into the role. But the actual like framing of the shots was very much like, I was like, this is nope, this is not consistent with the quality of the rest of the film. This is actually (laughs) really, really superb in a way that does not match with the rest of the, the movie. That's, Oh, okay. So I did, I did want to pass that along that like, that means, just that means frame lot, for man. frame, fr- frame for frame. It was uh, just a fantastic film to just look at. I pre- I really appreciate that because I yeah. do kind of I pride myself in that. And maybe maybe that had something to do with me getting hired as a news videographer somehow. But I do I do I do I I, I, I do like to to work on my shots and I like I I like doing kind of unconventional things when it comes to like the the camera work. Like we um. We tried to push our limits because we're very limited with money and 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 time because scheduling is always the hardest part because, uh, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of these guys in a while just because we have very different schedules. I work nights. A lot of these guys work during the day. They have school now. And Lintruso, like, we ha- like the way we filmed our first two films, including Longshot, was we filmed it during their breaks from school so like winter break but lintruso went on from the fall well into well into school and so we were working around their school schedules their work schedules and getting everyone together was probably the most difficult aspect of it and um so that so we we were really pushing our limits of of time and uh resources like we made um we made like three two or three versions of a cheap dolly to see if we could get that working. Uh, we ended up just using a chair placed on top of a towel. Uh, <laughs> we, we bought like actual hardware from a hardware store. And we ended up just putting a chair on a towel and um, uh, like, okay. So the first frame of reference, you know, the scene um, when immediately after the guy is shot at the soda machine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's Jimmy is sitting in his office. And after that whole scene is you, you hear the ocean crashing and mm-hmm. Jimmy's Jimmy's smoking his cigarette. And that's the whole thing. And it does that crossfade to um, the the beach. Um, that whole that whole push in was done like five or six times. <laughs> One was through. We made a dolly from hardware from Lowe's. And it was like um, like a bunch of like shitty wood and wheels and it didn't it didn't work well at all it kind of wobbled around it wasn't straight and finally the push-in that we got to work was we just put a chair on a towel and then i sat (laughs) i sat in the chair with the camera steady and uh my one of one of my friends joe not commander ford uh lionel the the other joe that plays lionel he pushed me in the chair towards <laughs> towards Jimmy, and then that was our pushing shot. That was our dolly shot, and uh, we kind of did a similar thing with another 
another dolly shot so we we kind of we we like to we like to push our our limits and um uh there was actually a scene in our first film stalwart dash where we we did that too there was we wanted i wanted a shot of the car like a point of view shot of the car driving down a back road and i was like how i don't want to mount my camera on top of the car because we don't have any camera mounts and i don't want to lose the camera so I literally sat on top of my car as they drove it like 40 miles an hour down the road. And I laid on oh the roof. Oh, my God. I <laughs> laid on the roof of the car <laughs> to get the shot with my, with my feet tucked in the spoiler so I wouldn't get pushed off. And they drove down the road so I could get a uh, top-down view of the hood. And it turned out pretty well. I mean, that's fucking rad. <laughs> hey, you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to get the shot. And but instead of doing that for Lintruso, we use a little bit of movie magic. Um, I don't. It was kind of a a smaller shot in the film where it's the bridging scene between when Lionel figures out there's something wrong to them going to Jimmy's house and they're driving on the road and it's kind of like that dream like driving sequence. And um, there's a shot of the hood of the car of them driving down the road and the streetlights are passing over them. And I was like, uh, I, I offered to lay on the hood of the car while they drove down the highway. And they're like, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> maybe let's try and work something else out. And I was like, okay. So I had to think about it for a little bit. And then we ended up um, just playing with lighting to make it seem like the car was moving. And it turned out pretty cool. And I was like, okay. That's tight. We got the shot and I didn't get run over, so that's a that's a plus. Yeah, maybe maybe don't cut the career short accidentally by <laughs> death by, by automobile. attempting <laughs> attempting automotive shots or anything. Uh, so, I mean, with that in mind, like again, I know you guys operate low to no budget. What is your setup like? What type of camera do you use? What like what type of equipment? Because it sounds like a lot of it is just kind of improvised in the moment. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is improvised. Um, I don't even like storyboarding really. Like, like I, you get the script and that's that's it. Yeah, basically, like I don't, I don't like mostly because I'm lazy. I think it has a lot to do with that. Like, <laughs> I, the one, the one scene I storyboarded was uh, the murder at the vending machine. That was the one scene that I had storyboarded because I had a specific, I had a lot of specific shots that I wanted to do, and I was like, I gotta draw them out to get them into my brain, right? Um, but for the most part, I don't even like to, I don't even like the storyboard. But yeah, the camera, I honestly couldn't tell you. It's a Sony, Sony camera. <laughs> That's why I need a DP because I know a lot. I know so many camera people that are so technical. Like they could, they could look at the a lot of the people I know. They could see how a room is lit and they could like tell you what to set the iris to or something. I'm like, I can't do that. I can, (laughs) I can open the camera up and then fiddle with it enough to make it look good. I was like, I can make it look good, but I can't be technical about it. And so, I mean, that's what I'm I'm trying to get away from that too. When it comes to working with a team, because filmmaking is a team effort and there's always like, and I think if I can focus on just directing the scene and putting the pieces together, I think uh, I can make a better project that way, but I don't expect the shots to change. You know what I mean? Because it'll right, I'll right. still keep I'll still keep that style that that aesthetic because I I do have a particular style I think. 
I would agree with that. And honestly, I mean, it makes sense that if you have somebody focused on that, like that's their job, that's going to make it easier on you to, to get the shots that you're looking for. But, yeah. uh, but that is, that is kind of, it is interesting that you like mostly it's kind of, you know what you're looking for, but a lot of it is just, you kind of figure it out in the moment. Well, the thing about um, like guerrilla filmmaking and, um, not, Jesus. not having permits that's the bit. That's basically that's what guerrilla filmmaking is. Yeah, not see, having you permits. Li- you should like that, Jake. Jeez. No, no, I'm for it. One hundred percent. Hey, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't uh, coin that phrase. That's that's Werner Herzog for you. He's all about oh, that guerrilla filmmaking. He's a very serious. He's got an accent and everything. I know he's got an accent and everything. He sounds like a Bond villain. If you sound like a Bond villain, you know what you're talking about. I live that's by. True. I'll live and die by that. By that. But. Um, <laughs> Um, basically when I think when it comes to that style of filmmaking, um, illegal, that's the style (laughs) when it comes, when it comes to, when it comes to that, you can't, you can't plan things, you know? Um, oh, well that, that reminds me, I did storyboard the, the whole spaceship sequence because, because we built that set and I knew what the set was going to look like. And I knew, (laughs) like, I, you know, I knew the shots that we could and couldn't do. So we built that. So I had complete control over that area. But when it comes to like shooting at the beach or shooting on the boardwalk, like we don't we don't know what's going to happen. So we kind of just play it by ear. And, and that makes a lot of sense yeah. that you, you're that is just an environment. It's not a, not so much a set as, oh, we're going to go at this day. Oh, shit, there's people everywhere. Well, and you just have to right. make it work. Just don't scare the kids and act every, <laughs> na- act natural and the cops aren't going to come and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Just as a, just having a, like college flashbacks to everything yeah. I ever did. Just act natural. The cops, shut up, shut up, shut up. There was there was one point we had to we had to pause shooting. Um, what what scene was it? I think it was um, when they go back to the pier. When Lionel and Ford go back to look for clues. Yeah. We we get there. Oh, I have another story that I'll branch off of this from, but. We get to the pier, and I guess during the off-season, in a beach town, cops can just do whatever they want. So this cop was just driving his, like, f- like Ford, giant Ford truck, all over the boardwalk, and he just parked on the pier, this fishing pier. Because I guess if there's no one there, they can just drive around. And we're sitting there, and I'm like, are you kidding me? The cops parked exactly where I want to shoot. And so we had to <laughs> wait, like, 20 to 25 minutes for this cop to just get bored and leave. And then we were like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. But actually, that um, that pier scene, we had it planned for one day. And we went up, like, so basically, um, Ocean City, where we filmed in Maryland, is like a 45-minute drive from where we're from. So it's it's kind of a hike. And uh, so we, we planned this whole thing where we're going to go and shoot this scene. And we get to the scene, and this goes back to basically not knowing what's going to happen, not planning things. Um, because, because you don't know what's going to be, what's going to be out there. We get there and there's a freaking wedding going on. (laughs) An entire, an entire wedding is happening where we want to shoot. Oh my God. (laughs) And we, we park. I was like, oh man, there must be an event or something. And we park and I get all my camera gear out and I was like, are you kidding me? And the bride and groom (laughs) sitting under the pier and like, there's an entire like, like there's like photographers and family, and I was like, "Ah, oh, what? Are we, what? 
we can't wait this out. <laughs> we can't wait this out. And we, we waited as long as possible, which I guess it might have seemed weird because we were just three guys that weren't a part of this wedding just sitting on our car watching them. <laughs> and we're just with cameras, with cameras and lights. And um, we eventually wait. The sun starts to go down. And I was like, all right, we got like an hour until until it's dark. Let's just call it. And we just we left. And I was like, that sucks. Of course, like our we had so many things go wrong. Which I guess it's a part of filmmaking, and that's what part of the experience was. We had so many things go wrong. I was just like, "Of course this happened." Like there was this, it's there was a we were shooting in in an alleyway for the scene where Lionel confronts Jimmy, and someone was getting towed, and so <laughs> and so this this every time we tried to shoot a scene, this tow truck was making the loudest noise possible and just beeping. And we had to wait like an hour until the car was towed and gone until we could actually start shooting. <laughs> My God. Yeah. One one of those everything that can go wrong will go wrong yeah, type of deals. Uh. Basically, we had a lot of um we had a lot of uh, encounters with the homeless while we were shooting this film too. <laughs> I I cannot say I'm surprised by that. <laughs> Hanging out under In- piers and boardwalks as you were. We uh when we were. The night with the tow truck, when we were when we were there, in this alleyway, this guy we hear we hear shouting coming from the uh, from the sidewalk, and we're like, oh Jesus, and we this guy comes out in front of the alleyway and he goes, you guys, you guys are the greatest, you're the greatest, <laughs> and I look around and I'm like, hey thanks man, he's like yeah, you just keep doing what you're doing, you guys are the best, you're the greatest <laughs> of all time. And then he like he came up and he shook my buddy Brian's hand and he's like, hey, just keep it up, don't stop, you're the greatest. And then he left. He just he disappeared into the night. Like, like you can't fucking, some kind of weird homeless angel. Just it was strange. It was surreal. It was like we all took a minute to kind of to kind of like take in what just happened, and we're like, okay, we have to finish this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct you response. You don't want to no, disappoint I, that, that strange vagrant. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to throw it out here because my, my younger brother has this theory and I've not had any way to, to actually discredit it, but that time travel is possible, but only for very short intervals. And so a very popular uh, type of trip you can take is... You get to go back in time and meet somebody before they're famous and just have a brief interaction with them. And that's it. Like, that's the whole thing. You're not allowed to tell them anything, but you get to, like, meet them and shake their hand or whatever. So I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm also saying you can't prove that's not what happened. That is true. We can't prove anything against that. I just, that was something else. It was, what was that, um... That David Lynch movie was it? Was it Lost Highway or was it? Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, Lost Highway is a classic is and also traveling. horrifying. Or was it um, Mulholland? I think it was Mulholland Drive, where when when they're walking behind the diner and there's that like weird ass like troll that pops out. I don't. Is this too of a uh, too vague of a reference to <laughs> float? Incredible <laughs> <deep cut>. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> never mind. Never mind. You're fine. I know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, hor- horrifying trolls are a core component of everything David Lynch but, does. So right, it's but, um, true. 
including a- existing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's surprisingly, uh, that wasn't even the last homeless encounter that we had. Uh, we when we were shooting, when we were shooting um, Artyom's death scene when Ford shoots him, and there's like the blood squib and everything, and it's probably like my favorite scene. Um, we were in the alleyway, one of the alleyways downtown, and um, <laughs> shooting without a permit, of course. Uh, yeah, no. Like you do. And so basically every car that went by, we were ready to pack up because we don't want like the cops talking to us. And we, Wise. <laughs> we hear this. Uh, that's just good advice. Like That's good general, life yeah. advice. Right. And we hear this. Um, my buddy, my buddy Kyle, friend of the show, Kyle, he's a listener. He, you know, he's... Um, uh, he uh, he's is that getting... the Kyle whose name I fucked up? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in the trailer Excellent. reads. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but um, he's he's getting rigged up with the blood squib, which is a uh, pressure sprayer, weed sprayer, and um, <clears throat> and plastic tubing. So we wanted the blood to shoot out from the center of his back. So he's putting the plastic tubing up his pants and up his shirt, and uh, <laughs> we're taping up. We're taping it up to his to his chest with duct tape, and it's a whole process. It took like fifteen to twenty minutes to set it all up, and we hear this guy, like from behind us, walk in from the street, and he's like, "Oh man, you guys shooting a movie?" <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, oh shit!" And I turn around expecting to see like a police officer for some reason because this guy was clearly drunk i don't know why i expected to see a police officer Uh, because you're a sensible person (laughs) Um, i turned around and it's this dude in like gym shorts and a windbreaker from the 90s and he's holding a tall boy of natty light and he's like (laughs) (laughs) and he's like yeah you're shooting a movie i lived in la i know a movie when i see one and i was like all right dude (laughs) And he comes up and he's like, my name's David. And we're like, nice. And he's like, mind if I watch? And I'm like, yeah, dude, go right ahead. And like everyone else is sketched out, but I am. And everyone's like, no, please go away. And I'm like, nah, you can watch. And he's like, I love movies. And so we we do this whole scene with this random dude watching us. Like we had had an audience. And my buddy's like, what if? What if he had a gun? And I was like, he was wearing gym shorts and he had a beer. I don't think he could hide a gun anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a perfectly harmless situation there. No, that I I totally that's the right. You know, the guys. What what else he's got? What else does that guy have going on all day? Right. He Let him watch himself. the movie. He was a yeah. nice guy. He's I like the chill jacket. Dude. <laughs> oh, that is that is fantastic. Though, I mean, next level move. Like, not going to issue this as a challenge or anything, but. If you could get the right homeless dude to, like, guest feature briefly. Oh, my God. That would be potentially amazing. If I could find the dude that said we were the greatest, he'd be perfect. Because he was, like, <laughs> he was coked out of his mind just enough to be great in a movie, you know? There you go. I mean, that's how they do it in Hollywood. <laughs> it's, tr- it's true. Jesus. That is fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, how ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, what do you, you expect guys, from a movie like this? There's a lot of ridiculous made, things. You made a quality product, but, man, just shooting on the fly wherever it was possible. Uh, which, <laughs> very, very tangential question. But did you guys clean off that Dr. Pepper machine? 
<laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That makes it like, honestly like, better. Uh, like that whole shot. Like the fact that you just like you you showed up and owned a Dr Pepper machine into fucking oblivion and just rolled out. <laughs> I I love I love that part. You guys were talking about that in the uh, the whole like the feature episode. You were just like they rolled up to this Dr Pepper machine. And then just poured blood all over it at some random hotel and left it. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what we did. That was the plan. That's actually how I pitched the night to my friends. I said, we're going to, we actually drove around um, the night, like a week before I drove around with my buddy. And I was like, you know, finding, finding a soda machine that's a solitary soda machine is a lot harder than you think. And because that took months, literally months of location scouting to find oh the perfect. God. I'm not even kidding. That was the hard, probably one of the hardest parts of the film was finding a soda machine that we could shoot at. Because a lot of times they're like, they're attached to a building that's like not, like it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't look good. Like we found some that are attached to like auto shops or something. And we're like, well, now it's kind of, we don't want this. And finally we, and also apparently if uh, you live in a beach town during the off season, like the power grid is just like half out. So there's like di- there's like derelict uh, soda machines just hanging around. Like we're like, oh, this would be a good one, and we go up to it and we're like, oh, this one's turned off, and that entire hotel behind it is just completely turned off. And so we, <laughs> like half of the town is just turned off during the winter. And finally, we found this one soda machine, and it was it was perfect. It was like a it was like sent from. From 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 God, whatever God that may be, probably the homeless guy we met that night. That that was probably God. And we 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 go up to it, and it's like, it's it's under the a solitary street light. The like the boardwalk is right there, so you can actually hear the waves in the background. Like it it was just it was perfect. And I'm like, this is it. This is we found our soda machine after months of searching, and we. We had to act fast because we actually shot that in the spring, in like late April, I think. And May is when, like, the people start moving back into the beach town. And I was like, we can't do this if there's tourists here. Like, this is a high traffic area. We can't. We have to work fast. I was like, literally, this is the last week we can shoot this scene because next week the tourists are gonna start coming. And so we had to we had to act fast and shoot that. And. Um, <laughs> It was nice of my friend to die again in my movies because I don't know if you guys made the connection at all, but he, he was the first to die in long shot as well. He I was, was shot. To figure out where the fuck I recognized <laughs> was, him from? Yeah, he just, was just fucking shouldering him with that every single time. Oh yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and he was a good. I bought him a jacket. Like we went to Goodwill and I bought him like the ugliest tweed jacket I could find. <laughs> and he was, and so he because so we could uh, just pour blood into him and he wouldn't mind. Because that's basically, I was like, all right, you're dying in the scene. And I just empty a gallon of blood onto my friend. <laughs> uh, God damn it. That's perfection. Yeah, that's, but we actually, we left. So we, we cleaned up what we could. Um, we weren't prepared. Didn't bring any towels. Actually, we brought <laughs> towels, but those towels were for my buddy to, to clean the blood off of him. Uh, so we, while he was drying up, my friend... My friend only had, uh, he was like, I, I went to the gym. I got some, like, gross-ass socks. And I was like, fuck it, dude. Let's use them. And he he wiped up what? he wiped up some some of the blood, not all of it, only some of the fake blood on the vending machine with his old gym sock. And then, 
and then he stuck <laughs> he stuck it in the machine like where the drinks come out of oh he, left, he left <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> he left this fucking deranged hoodlum. <laughs> he left this bloodied sock in in the uh, in the machine's output. You know the tray, <sighs> the dispensary. And so I was working for the news at the time, and I was <laughs> oh, like, no. and I kept checking in. I was like, is anybody reporting on a bloodied vending machine in Ocean City this week? <laughs> <laughs> I, that was going to be my question. Like, were the police called? Because I, I was, a, you know, you said you couldn't film it in tourist season, which makes a lot of sense because you'd have like, oh, my God, David, look at the fucking vending machine. Like, just <laughs> yeah. is they that, come across it the next day. Is that a bloody sock <laughs> stuffed into the vending machine? Oh, my God. Call the police. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that would absolutely happen. <laughs> they lift your friend's bloody finger, fingerprint off the machine. And he's declared legally dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. He's legal. We have tapes. We we reviewed the the security cam footage. And this guy is clearly bleeding out on the ground and shot. He just got murdered. Uh, he's, this man was murdered, and someone, some sick bastard, videotaped the whole thing. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, that would be amazing. But excellent. Excellent. Trev, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank thank you guys. It's always it's always fun. Yeah, I always have times. a good time recounting the stories that I've had. <laughs> they're pretty they're pretty fun stories. I mean no one no one dislikes indie indie movie production stories because they're inevitably funny. Just you know like extremely shit extremely true. <laughs> yes, yeah. You can't have a boring indie film. Like it just doesn't happen. <laughs> I I've I've been saying like I could write an entire movie based around the production of this movie because so much stuff happened and there was so much drama involved and funny moments and it, it's been a huge learning experience and it's been an incredible ride mm-hmm, and, I'm, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm glad two dudes from Alaska had a good time watching it too like oh hell yeah <laughs> oh yeah and fucking you had a premiere you had a for real deal premiere we did actually yeah 30, 30 plus people I'd, I'd say maybe 35 is a fair Fair, uh, fair count. Fucking, that's tight. Zero, zero On your walkouts. Way. Zero walkouts. That, that's yeah. my victory number. <laughs> that's what I'm most proud of. Yeah, zero. <laughs> that's fucking tight. Uh, tune in Wednesday for a gaming podcast. Tune in Friday if you're a backer for a politics podcast. Back and it it's uh, back, back it up. Patreon.com slash the damn woods gets you access. $5 a month. Access to that podcast. Very exciting. Four times a month. Once a week where we talk about politics, current events, etc. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.